to Wellness for the Rest of Us, the show where we talk about wellness topics in all the ways for all the understanding. And before we get started on this week's topics, I just wanted to uh, speak to something that I've been thinking about all week, and that's just that while I've said that I want this podcast to be about the fact that everything's okay, that sometimes uh, even I don't feel that way, and we have a lot of conditioning on us that makes us feel like a lot of things aren't okay, and I know that I'm battling that conditioning as much as anyone, and sometimes I might give the impression that I don't believe something's okay, and that's not the way I want to be. So that happens, again, another reason for you to pull me up gently. Okay, today we're talking about self-soothing. <laughs> That's actually quite hard to say without mucking it up. Self, self-soothing. Say that five times fast with two glasses of wine. Um, so first, my experience of self, self-soothing, I don't think I knew it existed as a thing. I didn't know it existed as a thing until uh, I started therapy. Um, I would... When big things came up in me, I would do all the other things that weren't self-soothing. <laughs> um, I'd eat. Mostly I'd be really angry and awful to everyone around me. That was kind of the way that I dealt with anything, any big emotions or anything big that came up in me. Um, I would, yeah, do all the other things. Smoke, be awful, eat, be awful. And be angry, those were my ways of dealing with big emotions or, you know, big things inside me. So I had no, I have no experience. And still now, <laughs> I, I, I might, knowing all the tools, I might wake up in the morning and feel good about using those tools. And then come lunchtime, I'm um, eating a family bag of potato chips and being awful. So. You know, we have this, we have all of these, um, our our brains are, they're they're plastic, but they're already pretty well wired by the time we get to 30 something and changing that wiring can be tricky because our brains are designed for efficiency. They're designed to use what we know best first, so change in our brains has to be really conscious effort all the time which can sometimes be quite hard with the you know um, busy lives that we lead so talking about eating potato chips and (laughs) being a bit of a shit is a good segue into what I wanted to talk about next which was what is not self-soothing so what are we doing that we might think we're using to soothe ourselves but really we're using to distract ourselves in perhaps an unhealthy way so that's the first one the first one is distraction and that comes with all the numb out behaviors that we might do um so eating smoking drinking um drugs they're all distracting ourselves from not they're all avoiding whatever big emotions we have so a healthy distraction can be a handy thing to give us a bit of space around that emotion until we can process it. That's probably what self-soothing is a little bit, but 
those unhealthy distractions are a way of avoiding what's happening inside us. So for me at this stage in my life, um, distraction is <laughs> is definitely food. Um, yeah, food and I probably like to try and um, when there's big things happening inside me to gain some control over those things. So um, that can be – it can manifest itself in a lot of different ways, I suppose. I panic problem solve <laughs> entirely depending on what what the situation is that has brought up you know, has has brought up those big things in me. Um, so problem solving is good, but the way that I do it is probably probably not good. It, it's panic problem solving, and it's um, yeah, it's it's done in a panic to try and avoid those feelings. And I eat. I'm an eater. Um, yeah, so that's something that self soothing is not distraction. And the other one that's big for me, so is what I want to talk about, is projection. I will project perhaps my big emotions onto other people or onto other things um especially when those big emotions are directed at myself you know if I'm feeling guilty about something I've done then then that guilt turns into anger at another person um and guilt you know shame and guilt are big feelings and so that projection can be quite strong but um, there's a lot of different ways that projection happens. Um, you know, being really angry at another person or another situation, you know, heated, 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 without stopping and being like, what is, you know, what is going on for me? That's projection. And <laughs> when I started doing the research on this, on what self-soothing is not, there was a lot of other stuff that come came up in my research that we do rather than self-soothing. So dissociation, repression, denial, there's a lot of things. It's like soothing is our last, it's the thing that we don't know how to do. So it's the thing that comes last. But I've realised that I'm going to have to do a whole separate podcast perhaps on all the different ways that we try and cope with those big emotions in us that maybe aren't entirely healthy um, and we use instead all of those mechanisms that we might have been role modeled or that that are easier it's a lot easier for me to look at somebody else and feel angry than it is for me to look at myself and feel the guilt um, yeah so there is definite legitimate reasons that we use all of those coping mechanisms to then air quotes but we use all of those other ways to avoid big emotions in us because big emotions are hard we've never <laughs> had to practice using them or been given other tools about how to um, minimize them in a way that means that we can move forward and perhaps process them so that leads me into quickly talking about another thing a positive thing that self-soothing isn't necessarily so we've talked about the way that we cope with big emotions uh that's not self-soothing distraction and projection and 
uh, what I just wanted to make a note of is is the processing of those emotions that can happen through a lot of different exercises, which hopefully we'll talk about later. Um, that's not what self-soothing is. Self-soothing is about um, minimizing those big, the big things that happen inside us. And if we can minimize them in a way that that becomes palatable, then we can process them. So processing our emotions and really looking into them and and where they've come from and um, how we can sort of move through them is is not so much self self soothing, but self soothing allows us to get to that state. So self self <laughs> self soothing is a way of minimizing those reactions until they get to a place where we can process them, which might take years of, you know, might take years and years of trying to minimize them until they're in a place where we can process them. So that's two different things, self, self-soothing self and, and processing what's going on for us. I should probably say right now that I'm not going to talk about um, self-soothing tools yet. Um, I think if we get enough background about everything then we're more likely to want to use those tools because we understand the benefits of them and all the other stuff around it so you might be like yeah come on Claire so tell me what I'm supposed to be doing but no um y'all can wait um the next thing that I wanted to talk about on this episode that is really related to self-soothing um is being triggered um being triggered (laughs) oh that's saying a thing that comes up in you know in your reality in your external world that that your body and your brain remembers and makes you feel or think that you're not safe being triggered that's how I think about it anyway it's it's a thing that triggers your amygdala into fight, flight or fawn or freeze mode. And I'm going to talk about all of that more next week um, in evolution week or science week. One of them. They'll come in. They'll come later. But it's this feeling of I'm not safe. And that's, you know, it brings about those big emotions and those big things that we need to use self-soothing for. So my experience of I've triggered <laughs> everything triggers me. I'm I'm a delicate, fragile ego that is very fresh in my becoming stronger and friendlier with that side of myself. So I'm pretty easily triggered. <laughs> um and it feels yeah, it for me triggered has a really intense physical I have a really intense physical reaction in a way that perhaps a lot of people don't have because oftentimes we use dissociation and we're, unless we're doing a lot of, um, you know, body practices, we're probably not heaps in touch with what our, what, with our physicality in those, in any situation really. Um, but for me, triggered is really physical. But for a lot of us, and definitely for me too, it'll come up, you, you'll be able to notice it more by what you're doing. Um, so when you're feeling triggered, 
you will have those reactions. Reactionary, it'll, it'll be reactionary. Like for me, I have panic processing, I have projection, I have distraction. Those things you might notice, be able to notice them before you notice triggered or what's triggering you, you know. Um, so physically being triggered might feel like panic. It might feel like being ready to run in all the way that that looks, you know, the clenched muscles, the um, restlessness, but you're just feeling ready to run or or to fight or to hide um, those. You get those feelings. There's lots of muscle, muscle tension. You get aches. Um, I get a stomach ache quite a lot when I'm feeling unsafe or triggered. For me, it, I, it's like an, it's like I can feel adrenaline from my heart all the way out to my fingertips. Like it's a pretty, if it's big, um, like seeing an ex-partner or something like that, it goes all the way everywhere, and my vision goes a little bit blurry, which doesn't seem evolutionarily very handy <laughs> to wanting to run away. But it's yeah, it's like when you. And when it's, for me, it's like when you nearly get into a car crash and you can feel all that adrenaline in your fingertips, but it's kind of everywhere. Um, some other things that triggered might be for people is, um, again, that projection, like this guy's an idiot or I'm an idiot. Um, and mentally it's going to feel like I'm not safe. This is not safe. Uh, you'll have a real increase in internal monologue. Um, there'll be a lot of stewing or a lot of cyclical thoughts around whatever it is that's triggered you. So if you're if your thinking is going round and round and round and you can't quite, you know, come out the other side of it, it's an indication of triggered. And you feel like feeling wise, you feel really um vulnerable. You feel kind of either really exposed or um yeah, vulnerable. And you get a lot of <laughs> those desires for distraction. You know, you want to go buy food. You want to you light up a cigarette. You um, pour a couple glasses of wine. And that those things aren't happening for the joy of them. They're happening in a little bit of a more frantic state. Because all of those distraction things, can, they can bring people a lot of joy. But it's a different state with which you're... Um, you know, reaching for these things. There's more panic around it. So, yeah, that's a brief overview of Triggered. And hopefully the idea of what Triggered means or feels like kind of gets more clear as we work through the next few episodes, like physiological things that happen when we're triggered and evolutionary reasons behind Triggered. Triggered, Triggered, Triggered. That's the buzzword of this of this podcast. So I know you're just dying to know what to do with this information. <laughs> um, and I think this week we're going to start. I, I believe that awareness of the things is key. If you, you, Every change in us that happens, even if it happens so, is only can come after awareness. So this week if we just... Focus on noticing when we're triggered. That's all we have to do for the whole week. And it looks kind of like, oh, I was pretty triggered just then or I'm feeling really ragey, like maybe I'm triggered. 
And every time that you notice that, congratulate yourself and congratulate yourself big because that's how we hack the dopamine system and how we um, how we solidify those new neural pathways stronger and easier is is big congratulations and I'm going to put a video on the Instagram about how I congratulate myself for things that I feel like is pretty useful just be over the top when you notice you've triggered you know be like girl you just worked it out all on your own that you were triggered look at you you know really ham up those congratulations when you work out that you're triggered and for me it can happen 50 times a day (laughs) that I feel triggered so you know there will come a time that you can catch it that you can be like ah why am I having this reaction to what's happening I'm, I'm triggered so that's the first task for the week and then the second task is just noticing what how you cope with those triggers um, if you've done a lot of therapy before then that's probably something you're aware of already but if you haven't just notice what you do um, to 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 sort of distract yourself or avoid the big feelings that are behind those triggers. So for me, again, I'll be (laughs) dashing to the pantry or I'll be kind of ragey, you know. So being able to notice those two things will happen simultaneously because you're probably likely to notice that you're doing one of those coping and air quotes behaviors before you notice you're triggered. So those two things can happen simultaneously. So this week um, for self-soothing, self-soothing part one, all you have to do is notice as often as you can when you're being triggered and what you're using um, to cope with those triggers. And again, it's a thing that takes a lot of practice, but it's not about beating yourself up for any of those things it's going oh hey look there's that there's that thing I learned about I'm doing that thing you know don't beat yourself up about it and if you do if you do beat yourself up about it notice that you're beating yourself up about it be like shit I I was just triggered that was terrible I'm so weak oh oh look I'm beating myself up for being triggered just notice the things (laughs) which is already sounding so um, zen that some of you might be getting triggered, but uh, just give it a go. So notice all the things. Um, yeah, that's our duty for this week. Next week, we might try and talk about the evolutionary stuff behind being triggered and maybe even behind the coping mechanisms that we might be using um, evolutionarily all the way up until, you know, now. So like what society has maybe encouraged us towards as well. And then the week after that, I'll try and go into some science. And then after that, uh, we might try some spiritual stuff and some self-soothing work. Um, So that's the next four episodes. So thank you for checking in once again. Um, and I will be as prolific as I can on the related Instagram page, and I am planning on (laughs) making a foray into TikTok uh, in the near future if I can. (laughs) Um, Thanks for tuning in. Bye.